Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we are reviewing A Wallflower Christmas by Lisa Kleypas. This was written in 2008 and is the four and a half book in the Wallflower series. And today we have a special episode because we're being joined by Tony and Wendy from the Lit Wallflowers podcast. So hey guys. Hi. Thanks for having us. We've been we've been dying to do this. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're so welcome. We're we're really excited and I'm actually really excited to hear your guys's summaries. <laughs> I think it's especially good to have people who love the wallflowers on because I think if you've listened to our episodes, Meg and I are flan- fans of Lisa Kleypas, but the wallflowers for some reason doesn't do it for us. So I think having people who really like the series on for this episode will make it much more fun. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's perfect. Um, so as usual, we're going to start out with the jacket. Um, okay. It's Christmas time in London, and Rafe Bowman has arrived from America for his arranged meeting with Natalie Blandford, the very proper and beautiful daughter of Lady and Lord Blandford. His chiseled good looks and imposing physique are sure to impress the lady-in-waiting. And if it weren't for his shocking American ways and wild reputation, her hand would already be guaranteed. Before the courtship can begin, Rafe realizes he must learn the rules of London society. But when four former wallflowers try their hand at matchmaking, no one knows what will happen. And winning a bride turns out to be more complicated than Rafe Bowman anticipated, especially for a man accustomed to getting anything he wants. However, Christmas works in the most unexpected ways, changing a cynic to a romantic and inspiring passion in the most timid of hearts. A Wallflower Christmas takes a trip to Victorian London under the mistletoe and on a journey of the heart. Okay, my first reaction is how many times does Rafe Bowman's name need to be in the summary? <laughs> Like seriously, his full name is in there twice and his first name is in there several more times. Yeah. Well, and I'm just disappointed too because this is completely inaccurate. There's no mistletoe, none. Yeah, and, and it's like, I think the story is more centralized around the wallflowers than it is around the love story. And yeah, it's, it's a very misleading jacket. Yeah. Um, okay, here's why it's the most misleading. Hannah isn't even in it. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> like, so Natalie's name is there, and a description of what the setup is, but Hannah, the actual love interest, is not even described or mentioned in the summary. I know that you guys said that you guys, like, hit, like, a sweet spot when it comes to, like, the jacket, right? You want to hear the hero, the heroine, and, like, kind of, like, the trope, and, and, like, none of that. Just the hero. (laughs) Yeah. We have the hero. (laughs) But we are really sure of his whole name, which I have forgotten the hero's names during reviews before, so this worked out pretty well. (laughs) This will help you. Unfortunately, no help for the heroine, though. No. None. (laughs) Uh, So, in true plot twist fashion, we generate a random number for novellas. It's between one and 25. And we write our own summaries to try to improve upon the jacket, which in this case, ain't gonna be hard. (laughs) So Uh, this episode, the random number was 21. And luckily for all of us, Tony and Wendy also wrote their own summaries. So I don't know, do you guys wanna, do you guys wanna start it off? Or do you want us to go first? I had fun with this. I actually came up with two. I know, you guys Oh, wow. You are so impressed. Yeah, so I'm going to end up reading both. So my first one is um, 
My first one is honorary wallflower Hannah with her criminal propensity shaped cranium won't let Rafe forget the love letter Lady Natalie thought for her. Oh, you got a lot of plot points into a very short sentence. I, I wanted cranium in there and then I worked it out. <laughs> and then I had so much fun and then like, okay, I came up with something else right after. Because I wanted to talk about the toy soldier. Okay. My second one was Scoundrel Rafe gave honorary wallflower Hannah his toy soldier for singing on a dare. The forfeit given meant something, said Lillian. See, you like actually do summaries. <laughs> yeah. We've beaten in our own game here. <laughs> I know. I remember the first time I did a random summary, I didn't even get to the right number. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not kidding. I was like I'm giving up. I was like I did enough. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should do it like every week, like as a game with everyone. Yeah. It's fun. It's so fun. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. So, Wendy, what was yours? I felt some type of way about Natalie, which you can really tell about my in my in my sentence. Rake Rafe risks shares of Bowman, of Bowman when he prefers poor relation over Nat over Lady Natalie, who puts the bland in Blandford. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> you also didn't mention Hannah. Yeah, I'm 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 staying on theme. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Good point. I like it. And I mean, Natalie's kind of bland, but let's be honest, Hannah's not exactly like the life of the party, you know? Yeah, yeah. She also dresses really terribly until the end. I mean, major props to this novella for giving us the makeover we all wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was, that was a trope I forgot to write in. I was like, makeover trope. <laughs> well, we'll just write it. I just write it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's a sweet English rose who reads a Christmas carol to little kiddos, which is apparently catnip for rapes, like rape. Did I just say rapes? For rakes, like rape. Yes. I'm glad you got the Christmas in, because I think the rest of us all failed at that. Yeah. Oh, this is a Christmas book? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's, well, it's true. Well, there is, there is Christmassy stuff in it. I, don't I actually think it did okay on the Christmassy front. So Lane is the one who does the candy canes. She rates the Christmas. <laughs> we have our own independent rating system for Christmas novellas from one to 10 candy canes that I have imposed on Meg and use completely inconsistently. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, okay, so my 21 word summary. Overlooked poor relation catches the eye of her cousin's wealthy suitor who doesn't know how to have feelings, but can kiss. <laughs> Fair. So Rafe has, I think, one good quality. Isn't that kissing? Kiss? Yeah. He hands out unwanted kisses. <laughs> but he's good at it. And if there's one thing that's universally sexy, it's talent. <laughs> well, so you're saying this is his competency. He's also good at making money, though. He makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah but he was born rich. It barely counts. No, but he, he has all his own money now. Yeah, but with the startup fund and the education and the I am sorry, Silver Spoon doesn't count. <laughs> whatever, Lane. <laughs> These are my rules. I'm imposing them on whatever I want. All right, so this, it's interesting because this is called a Wallflower Christmas, but obviously the Wallflowers were all married off in the series, so they had to scrounge up secondary characters to sort of be the focal point of this book. 
break. And then they put minor conflict in there with one of the wallflowers, um, with Lillian and Marcus, which mm-hmm. is also a trope as well, too. Oh, he's cheating on me. Just kidding. It's a surprise. You know, like, um, like, yeah, it was kind of like they, they just to have some sort of conflict between someone in there, you know? Well, and it was weird because I was like, if you're going to pick someone who's going to cheat on someone, it's not going to be Marcus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's too honorable, which they say over and over again, you know? <laughs> like, I know he would never actually act on it. And I'm like, then I don't know. I was like, Marcus is not the right person to choose for the cheating subplot. Yeah. But I think it's always, Wendy's totally right that in terms of tropes, like either what you think is a present is a breakup or what you think is a breakup is a present, like, or a proposal, <laughs> or a proposal, right, but, like, I'm thinking the reverse of this would be love actually, right, when Emma Thompson thinks she's getting a necklace and gets a Joni Mitchell CD, and that's how she knows her husband is cheating, like, I feel like, inevitably, like, if you think you're having a Merry Christmas, you are so screwed, and if you think your Christmas is ruined, like, celebration score. Yeah, you get a new horse. That looks exactly, like- <laughs> which is, for the record, not what I would want, but good for her, I guess. Well, and look, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't she supposed to be actually already pretty good at writing? She was not, she was only good at, um, at like actually straddling, but she wasn't like side saddle. She's pretty bad. But that doesn't mean she needs a new horse to learn how to ride side saddle. I don't know. I was like, this is a little issue for me. Like how Marcus rides. Cause then she wasn't allowed to go on his course cause it was so hard. Right. So, but yeah, they get to spend time together. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's like anything else. If you really love it, could you don't need just one. Yeah. True. Well, I don't think I, it wasn't the horse itself that bugged me. It was his. He was like, it was so you could work on your riding. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's uh, really good. Yeah. I think it was like just trying to like bring it back to the stories as much as possible, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was just, yeah. I mean, Lisa Kleypas clearly has a crush on Marcus, and she will use whatever <laughs> she has to to get him on the page. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that is something we have talked about at length. Yes, yes. And I, I've mentioned that, too, that, like, Marcus is one of the most mentioned heroes across the Lisa Kleypas, like, world. I think he's in, like, nine books total. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to discuss it in the pot tale, but he's going to have another book in this new Lisa Claypass book, too, because it's his child. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and not only he himself, but Stony Cross Park is yeah. basically, at this point, a trope. We, like, yeah. joke about <laughs> hamster constantly. <laughs> it so is. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, if it's not in one, it's not in the Wallflower books, then it's in the Halfways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then isn't, aren't the Ravenels, aren't they also in Hampshire and, like, yeah. near Stony Cross? They're neighbors. See, they're all like they're all neighbors. I was like, okay, whatever. But I mean, I don't hate it. Yeah, I love it. Well, and I love it because we talk like there's a reason most of us who read romance novels and most authors who write romance novels do series. It's because you like being immersed in the world and seeing recognizable characters. And I think a lot of times these novellas just crank that up to eleven because they barely have a plot to like lay over the. We just want to reminisce with old friends. That's yeah, fair. and you know, honestly, if, if they just kept it at that, like, kind of, I, I think I would have been okay with it as well, too, if it was just, like, a little bit more expanded on that part of, like, Stony Cross and all, I, I would have been okay with that Rafe and Hannah. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, I love them, it. but, like, 
just just more about like them like a <laughs> the walk hour ever after <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah. let's all be real this is an expanded epilogue and Rafe and Hannah got shortchanged it really it really is mm-hmm. and like um I never really discovered like the fade to black thing until I started listening to to um romance podcast and I was like no like just pod, oh. romance podcast in general and I was like this whole book is fade to black like until mm-hmm. <laughs> the end I was like interesting mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that as a and it's just like a reread so it's funny yeah I mean it's also a novella unless it's Tessa Dare it's not going to be that explicit true <laughs> Beauty and the Blacksmith, I think, changed my impression of what a romance novel should be, novella should be. What, what can a romance novella be? Yeah. <laughs> Whoosh. Uh, so there's a lot, for all that Rafe and Hannah are shortchanged, because there's not a whole lot of them, I think Kleypas relies really heavily on tropes to establish their romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he cannot get her out of his head from the second he lays eyes on her at a very demure ladies luncheon yes and yes this electrifying handshake like changed everything yeah so what is skin to skin contact and like all of a sudden they're just like okay we're it's the instant attraction yeah which of course reveals she's the kind of lady willing to shake hands and he's the kind of gauche american who doesn't know british rules it's like yeah. everything you're supposed to know about these characters is squeezed into that one little interaction <laughs> yeah yes. i love that and like and i love when lillian's like have you ever seen so on like two people so like 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 at, at, at odds, at with, odds each with each other and they were like yes yes we did you that and was Marcus. funny <laughs> I love that. They just looked at each other. But I do love that Kleypas doesn't say you and Marcus. Like, it's a little thing, but the fact that she trusts the reader to, like, pick up on that. I always like it when authors assume their audience has been paying attention. Well, paying attention to, like, three other books, though. Yeah. (laughs) Not this one. (laughs) No. (laughs) Irrelevant, though. This is The Wallflowers. Please, we've all read it. (laughs) So, so yeah, of course, this is a Wallflowers book, so he's going to fall for the Wallflower, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's a Wallflower, I think, think less by disposition and more by circumstance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the three original, the four original Wallflowers all had the right to mingle in society on their own merit. They just sucked at catching a husband. The reality is Hannah's not even at those parties, or if she is, she's there only as a chaperone. yeah. Yeah, but she also, I mean, she's, she gets to be at a house party, and what does she do? She goes and reads A Christmas Carol to all the kids. Yeah. So she's not exactly, like, putting herself out there. Her cousin is such a snatch to her, though. Yeah. 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 I mean, that that was huge. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Everything we see of her behavior in this book, too, is obviously in reaction to Rafe and her cousin, being courting too like this isn't just a normal party for her this is watching her cousin almost marry the dude she's already got feelings for yeah yeah i'm clearly overthinking this but Um, go go ahead you can disagree with me but um you know she's supposed to be a wallflower i'm there for it i'm 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 fine with it (laughs) i mean she definitely is supposed to be they call her an honorary wallflower in the text more than once (laughs) <laughs> I think it's funny that she tried to be a wallflower-ish in the beginning, but Rafe's like, oh, where are you going? Yeah. When they first got there. She's like trying to fade yeah. into the background. But nope, somebody notices you. 
Well, and I love that the scene where she finally sort of gets accepted into the group involves that toupee. I actually did laugh out loud at that whole sequence. That was really cute. I, look, there are some funny parts. There are some really funny cute there parts. Is. No, I really enjoyed this novella. I just like, I, and then I think it's just because I've been so busy, but like Natalie, I, uh, sorry, see, I don't, is that even her name? Yeah. Yes, Natalie, she, I, she just really bothered me because <laughs> like, just the way that she treated her and and like even in the beginning she's like oh and then she threw her slipper on the floor like just like not even care like i just like, that, like that's your job you're yeah. not my cousin yeah i've done you a favor by allowing <laughs> you to work for me it's like what yeah cool. and then she says that out loud to rafe too and i was like yeah that's, this is scoring you major points bro <laughs> yeah uh, what i just didn't understand why hannah kept saying well she's so nice she's just a sweet girl she's so wonderful and i was like wait i was like hold on a second I was like, there's no, there's no evidence that she's actually nice. Like, I've seen zero evidence that she's nice to you. I mean, if anything, I think all the evidence in the text was that Hannah didn't know Natalie at all. From yeah. knowing that she'd sort of snuck off with all these guys and taken advantage of Hannah's, like, poor supervision. But I think Hannah has, like, absolutely no impression of who Natalie really is. But it's a shame because I've seen this trope done several times where, like, you like both women. Yeah. So it's yeah. sort of a shame that I think we all came away being like, wow, Natalie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I agree. But I think, then, I think yeah. it was probably written that way so that, like, you know, Rafe, we, we, we know who we want Rafe to end up with, you know? I think that's purposely done that way. Yeah, but wouldn't it be nice if he, if he had two good choices? Yeah. If he had a good choice and he stole it for Hannah, you know? Yeah. True, true. But, you know, I don't feel that strongly about it. <laughs> because she was part of the aristocracy. Mm -hmm. So it had to be written that way, right? Yeah. 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 But anyway, we're glad he ended up with Hannah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Natalie was mean. <laughs> but, the, but the number one thing I think that took away, as we alluded to earlier, from Hannah and Marcus, Hannah and Marcus, <laughs> Hannah and Rafe's relationship was Lisa Klepis's ongoing focus on the wallflowers themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love the wallflowers, I so like, I wanted more of that. Yeah, but. I was saying, if you love the wallflowers, then you should totally read this novella, because that's what you get. You get wallflower fan service. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And Some more than others. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Annabelle and um, Daisy. Annabelle and Daisy. Annabelle and Daisy definitely pulled the short straw. The short straw. Yeah, yeah. They, but, you know, on this one. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. Daisy, she's new. She, we just read about her in yeah. the book before. And we don't need. We don't need her. But yeah, I mean, Annabelle and Simon. I don't know. I could have handled yeah. a little bit more than just she was. Yeah. She like blushed really hard. Yeah, showed up and then dragged her out of the Christmas decorating, and then mm -hmm. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> <Get> a baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I guess because like they were the first book, so we would get them in book two and book three. So I don't know. But yeah, yeah but but then again, like we don't get we don't we don't talk about their kids in the next series and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. We don't. Yeah, I haven't seen any of their kids. Like we know, we know they have them. Yeah. In the Ravenels, yeah. Yeah. Or Hathaway. Or Hathaways. Mm -hmm. Hathaways, yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the crossover party book that we just read, Meg? Where people go to a party? The Juice Me at Sunrise. Thank you. They they go to Annabelle and Simon's house and they talk about how she has kids, like four sons or something. 
but we don't meet them. Yeah. Right. The one where the girl gets ruined by the guy. Oh, it's the Hathaway's book. Thank you. Yeah, I just said it was seduce me at sunrise, Lane. Yeah. No, I, uh, but whatever. Whatever Lisa Cleefest gives us, we'll take. As long as there's, wall, there's wallflowers in them. I love the wallflowers. But I mean, there are an equal number of sex scenes between the wallflowers and their partners as there are between the main couple in this book. Yeah. 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 Like, just to give you a sense of where the priorities were. <laughs> the originals. Also, yeah. did, well, did Sebastian you... and Evie had days, right? Like, they're like, where have you been these last, you know what, never mind, don't even tell us. Like, <laughs> like... Yeah. But did you notice that um, Evie and Sebastian, so Sebastian comes back, Evie's in the bath, right? Mm -hmm. And then she thinks he's the servant. Doesn't that, doesn't she do the same exact scene in, um, in Devil in Winter? Yes. Same it's thing, but like 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, in Devil's Daughter. Devil's in, Daughter, right? Was it Devil in, it's one of the, it's yeah. one of them. Devil in Winter. Devil, Devil in Spring. Spring. Devil in Devil Spring. Spring. Devil in Spring. Because they're at their house. Yes. I can't handle these titles, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't gotten there yet, guys. Overall, though, uh, this is a Christmas novella, and there is a significant amount of time spent decorating trees. It's a Christmas Eve party. They, you know, go sleigh riding through the snow. So there's some, well, there's, there is a sleigh ride, but they don't go. Yeah. She imagines him hooking up with her cousin on a sleigh ride. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> yeah, but then what happens during the sleigh ride is they get to hook up in the library. Library. Right. That library has seen so much action. I know. <laughs> that in the bachelor house, right? Like. Yep. I was like, dang, okay. I mean, these are they're the favorite places too. I'm even thinking even maybe in Worth Any Price, one of them hooked up in that library, didn't they? Wow, oh, Worth Any Price? Yeah. That one, you know. I didn't read oh, it. you didn't read it. I'm pretty sure I Nick, I think Nick and Lottie hook up in the library. Oh. That library. That in the Marcus's library? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. They meet at his house. What? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So I like want to go in the library because it must have like incense or something. Yeah. Oh. Thank God for sermons, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh. So there's that really cute scene where she rescues the toupee. But then yeah. the other thing that I really like about this book is his note. His note is like so sexy. Oh my god. Yes. It's really good. And like I love the little detail that he writes her one every Christmas Eve for the rest of time. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like Lane's catnip. <laughs> Man who will write me sexy note on Christmas Eve. <laughs> where is the lie? But that, that note is, like, really hot, though. It is. It is. And I hate it, that Natalie is like, it's for me, duh. I'm like, no, no. bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> that reminded me really hard of Atonement, actually. Really? Yeah. Have you guys seen or read it? No. The book is, a like, literally the, the conflict begins with this really explicit sexual note that gets sent by mistake. So when was when was Atonement published? Because did she read A Wallflower Christmas before writing it? I mean, the movie was made when I was in high school, so the book has to be 20 years old. Okay. So, so 2007 movie. So the book came out in 
2001. So yeah, 19 years. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so Wallflower Christmas comes after Atonement. So. Yeah. And there's a toned down version of that in the Hathaways too, where, where one of the Hathaways sends the wrong letter as well too. That's true. Is that one of the ones we haven't gotten to yet? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. The last Okay. There's a non-zero chance I've forgotten something very significant because I just block stuff out pretty quickly. So, <laughs> worth checking. <laughs> no, 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 that one. <laughs> uh, so, any uh, any content warnings? Any anything that offended you? Um, no. I, I you know I was just telling her I I've been listening to you guys and every time like we've been doing this binging Bridgerton thing and mm -hmm. like a lot of people um agree with you guys and do not like benedict and um and i hear i hear meg in my head doesn't bother me <laughs> i'm okay with that <laughs> and then i hear lane being like fair <laughs> well, i mean there are certain things you have a, you have us down you have us yeah. pegs so no yeah nothing, nothing bothers me <laughs> i mean like that first kiss was a little aggressive but yeah yeah. I mean, but most of their knows yeah. right -ish. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, most not, you, like nowadays, you should be asking for permission. Yeah. But I'm like, as long as you're reading the signals right, I'm like, go ahead. That was the times. I suppose. Uh, that was the times. <laughs> I think the non-consensuality would have bothered me less if his intent so clearly wasn't to make her uncomfortable, just as much as it was like giving into desire. Yeah. Like the the way he was enjoying upsetting her, not upsetting as in like making her sad, but upsetting as in like discombobulating. Right. Riling right. her up. Yeah. yeah, like I don't find that sexy. Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, that first kiss was a little aggressive. Well, yeah, and he's like, this is how we do it in America. And I'm like, mm. you know, and he's like, this is how we court women. I was like, okay, so you're courting her now? I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. is he. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, other than all their hookups, I was not offended by anything. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the end, he was like, I'm going to kiss you till you say yes. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say at least at the very end, she's like, we're, she was like, we're doing it now tonight so that you can't back out. You know? <laughs> Which again, this know. is, you know, another, we all, we just saw that too. And um, seduce me to sunrise. We really like anticipating the wedding night on the whole. I think as a theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. Um, so they were non-consensual, sort of, but for the most part. <laughs> was it sexy, though? I like the library hookup a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The library one was, was awesome. And then um, I, I, I liked the threat that Marcus and Lillian were, you know, so... I love Marcus, so I'm with uh, with Lisa Clippas, whatever. He's, he can do no wrong. <laughs> Look, hay is itchy, horses smell weird, the ambiance, like the sex scene itself was fine, but the ambiance did not work for me. It was an empty <laughs> stall with clean hay. He got a blanket, he laid it on the hay. And you so, know the okay. at the same time. <laughs> So you're assuming the barn blankets are clean, which that's brave of you. Lane, this is Stony Cross Park. You know, everything is clean everywhere. They're used to yeah. it. <laughs> they know they have some special. Like a bin that's cool here in case of hookup. Yeah. 
<laughs> like it's a sit, like a, a hypoallergenic chamber. Just like break glass in case of emergency. No, Something like, like that. He, he ripped open her nightgown too, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's the clean also part. Cushion. Yeah. <laughs> that's the clean area. <laughs> because the blanket is, I don't know. <laughs> There's just a hamper of blankets just in case yeah. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. I agree. Pretty clean. <laughs> it's labeled. <laughs> They're so clean. I mean, well, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I get the feeling that Sony Cross Park is like the sexiest place on earth. Yeah. People hook up everywhere. And the watercress <laughs> in the river. Right. Mm -hmm. So how can everyone find you guys? Where can they find you? So you can find us on Instagram at Plot Trists. Uh, we're also on Goodreads, so Goodreads slash Plot Trists. Um, trying to think, are we any, we're all, we're on Facebook too. <laughs> so same place. But honestly, if you follow us on Instagram, it's all the same stuff that's on Facebook. So. What about you guys? For us, we are Lit Wallflowers Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook. <laughs> and then on Twitter, <laughs> we're lit underscore wallflowers. But honestly, we mostly tw um, tweet about um, Taylor Swift. So I'm not sure if you, unless you're a fan of Taylor Swift, yeah. then just <laughs> me, I volunteer. 